This is Here's How, Ireland's political, social and current affairs podcast, presented by William Campbell. Thank you for downloading episode 83 of Here's How for the 28th of February 2019. You can find all sorts of crackpots spouting off nonsense on the internet, but enough about me. In this podcast, I'm talking to an Irish YouTube political commentator who has attracted some controversy, to say the least. Here's How is Ireland's political, social and current affairs podcast. Make your view heard. Just dial 076 603 5060 and tell the world what you're thinking. Your voicemail may be included in the next podcast. You can find tips on recording your contribution and other ways to contact the show at hereshow.ie slash call. In a few minutes we'll have this. Rowan, the danger clearly with that is that somebody picks up on sources that are simply lying. And, and who's to say that the BBC aren't lying? I mean, what it, where, where are we going to find the truth unless we do our own inquiries and do our own, and come to our own conclusions? Well, I've got nothing, I've nothing against people doing their own inquiries. I would suggest, though, that on balance, mm. a website done by someone from their mother's basement with an ah. agenda has probably you were less... Yeah, you were throwing the tropes there now, William, from, you know, just automatically smearing it. I just quoted your government official Sweden statistics and go to the government website. I didn't mention anyone in a basement. That's the main interview for today that you'll hear in a few minutes. I got a huge amount of reaction to the last podcast about RTE's relationship with the AA. And by the way, hello to all the people downloading from RTE IP numbers. It's good to have you listening. First of all, I want to thank Joseph McGinley and Robert Duffy and others who didn't want to be named, who signed up to donate and become patrons on my Patreon account. If you think that the podcast is worthwhile, I'd ask you to do the same as them. That allows me to stay independent and take the time to research and do more podcasts. Details about that at the end of the podcast, but I can promise you, unlike some program makers, there's no chance that you'll be sent to jail if you choose not to contribute. Here's How is Ireland's political, social and current affairs podcast. Make your view heard. Record a contribution to be included in the next show. Just dial 076 603 5060 and tell the world what you're thinking. Your voicemail may be included in the next podcast. You can find tips on recording your contribution and other ways to contact the show at hereshow.ie slash call. Before I play the interview, I just want to say that several people got in touch with me on Twitter to say that they didn't want me to play it at all. The guest is controversial for reasons you'll understand when you hear it, but I don't dismiss lightly the people who don't think it should be included at all. The guest, by the way, is Rowan Croft, the YouTube political commentator who says that he is centre-right. Decide on that for yourself. I'm no fan of no platforming. But I think that it is important to take care who you give attention to. It's all too easy for media to get clicks by featuring the most outrageous speakers without caring that in doing so they shift the centre ground of debate and make people who are only a little less extremist seem reasonable by comparison. But that's not the only consideration, and it's not the only mechanism at work here. Whether they are religious cults or political extremists, it's a well-worn tactic to select for promotion the most mild and reasonable sounding of their beliefs. 
They wait to reveal the most extreme of their views until the new recruit has already bought into their worldview via the more palatable elements of what they believe. Once someone is on that escalator, extremists can rely on groupthink and motivated reasoning to deliver their new adherent towards a position where they also accept the most extreme views of the group. I'm fully aware of the dangers of giving oxygen to extremism, but sometimes that's not the only consideration. Also, in this interview, Rowan makes some claims that I've fact-checked. I'll have more to say about that after the interview. On the line, I have Rowan Croft. Rowan is the owner of a YouTube channel called Grand Torino, based in Ireland, but with a pretty decent following on YouTube. Uh, Rowan, I think you could say that it was a pretty political channel. If you were to describe your political views, your political position to someone who wasn't familiar with it at all, what would you say? It's hard because it evolves. Um, it evolves like most people, I think. Mm-hmm. It evolves daily with new information and new new information. I would be I would be conservative. I would mm-hmm. consider myself centre right, not this alt right, far right nonsense that I keep getting tagged with. Okay. Because I like to question my own, not only other position but my own position, and just to check in and make sure I'm on the right track. But I'd be centre right. I wouldn't be centre left, and I'd have no problem in discussing things with the left or the mm-hmm. uh, or the right. Um, you know, I'm just open to challenging my position and other challenging. And effectively, I just I want something. I want the, what's best for Ireland, and I just don't think the current trajectory that we're on now is in the benefit for all of us. Okay, and um, just looking through your videos, you've interviewed uh, quite a few people, and you say you're not alt right, but the, some of the people who you've interviewed would certainly most be, be regarded by most people as uh, certainly being on the right. And um, for example, Anne Marie Waters, who was a former but leadership she's, candidate she's from for, for you, she was in Labour. How can she be the right when she was when she was in Labour to begin with? Well, well, she was most recently a, a leadership candidate for UKIP, and I think several people of the senior members of UKIP of their MEPs said that they would leave if she was elected leader. Uh, also, uh, Justin Barrett, uh, now the leader of a small party called the National Party, but previously of Youth Defence. Um, Jim Dowson, uh, formerly of the British National Party and Orange First, and also who's been associated with supplying equipment to anti-immigrant vigilantes on the Bulgarian border. But uh, rather than labeling things, and I think actually you're right, it's best not to label things like this, although it's yeah. it's um, possible to use it. But one of the issues that you speak an awful lot about is migration stroke immigration into Europe and into Ireland. Give me an overview there. In what regard? Uh, I'm I'm against illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. I think I think the uh, UN Migration Pact is one of the worst one of the worst things that Ireland ever signed up for and I think it's detrimental to Ireland. I think mm-hmm. separate I think uh bringing economic migrants, illegal migrants and and ha- heading them under one banner mm-hmm. you know is obfuscating to the max. Um I don't know why they're why they're doing that. I have no problem with uh people seeking refuge in any way, shape or form, but according to the UN UN figures, only twenty percent of the refugee claimants are actual bona fide um uh, asylum seekers or refugees. 
Mm-hmm. And I think lumping them all into one category, it just opens the way for what I see, human trafficking. You feature uh, Matteo Salvini of the uh, Lega Norda party from Italy. The Lega party, they don't call themselves Lega Nord anymore, they're Lega. They represent all of Italy, not just the North. That, they, that may be the case. They haven't legally changed their name, but they are normally called La Lega. You're right on that. That would be seen as really quite an extreme right-wing party, wouldn't it? I don't think so. I mean, like I said to you, we, we're not we're not sticking labels in. If the if the Italian people flock to him and, the, and everywhere Salvini goes, he is he is idolised because they can see they're the people living on the ground. They're the people that have to live with the consequences of the mass un, um, unfettered migration of people coming from from Africa, from uh, mostly through Africa, through Libya, because the ports are wide open. Uh, these traffickers have trafficked people from from Libya and brought them straight into the Italian port because it was the first port of call in, in Europe. Well, well, to be clear, in, in the most recent elections, they got about 17% of the vote, which is a significant vote, but it's by no means a majority. But well, they'll be they'll be the majority they'll be the majority party in the new European election. Polls are already showing them at 32%. So there's big sweeping changes coming for Brussels, whether they like it or not. Well, well, that may be the case. But the the most recent election, which was last year, they got 17%. Matteo Salvini has certainly been associated with extreme hostility towards migrants. Isn't that true? Well, like most like most uh, politicians, he campaigned on promises and he was elected on them promises and he's fulfilling them promises. Uh, unlike most politicians, particularly the ones over here, um, like our own uh, our own Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, who uh, during his tenancy was always uh, anti-abortion. And then as, no sooner had he taken over the reins of power after his election campaign, which is founded by an American company, Medofem, I believe they were, he changed his position 180. Sure, sure so, but leave, leave at aside. Salvini, leave, at least the, uh, Salvini sticking to his promises. Uh, okay, but you would have to agree that uh, threatening to bulldoze people is is really quite an aggressive and by no means a centrist uh, these thing are to illegal do. illegal illegal campsites these are these are taking over people's properties this this is the illegality of shanty towns now forming not only in Italy but Paris and throughout the rest of the world and they don't have property rights if they're there camped out illegally and they're causing a nuisance or, or bringing in all sorts of untowards actions then I think the government the at Salvini's in charge of has every right to remove them Sure, that, that's maybe the case. But the issue of the implied threat of violence, saying that he would bulldoze people, that's not something that's very comfortable in a country with a, a fascist history, history like this, is it? You'd have to give me the direct quote that you're, you're pulling in. You're just giving me the context of something that somebody might have said. I know he's very strong towards his words, but... Let me give you let me give you the exact quote. He said he would give sure. six months notice, then raise the Roma camps to the ground. Uh, I can't quantify it or deny it, but I mean if that's if that's the the direct translation of what he said. Mm-hmm. Um and then he's fulfilling his promises. If that's what he said, that's what he's doing. That party is a party that has a really quite a close historical link to the fascist party of Mussolini. Are you not even a little bit uneasy being quite so enthusiastic about him? I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not in the slightest bit concerned. I mean, fascism swings left and right. It's, it's totalitarian. It's, it's totalitarian. Well, it's a totalitarian. It's more, uh, 
more in preference for the group than the individual is fascism and stuff like that. But these, these labels that are just getting bantied around. Sure, no, I'm not, I'm not going with labels. I'm going with specific people who you've uh, either interviewed or portrayed in a very positive manner. And I haven't portrayed I, in any way. I've conducted interviews and I've let them speak and given them airtime. I haven't portrayed them in any way, whatever way they come across. I'm no particular fan of Justin Barrett. That's, that's well known. I'm not a particular huge advocate of the National Party, but mm-hmm. all, all voices in all positions, if if the left, which in this country, which is so, so out of control, I mean, if we're talking about fascism and we're talking about, um, you know, totalitarian ideas, look at the way I was treated up in, in Ruski yesterday, just trying to report as a citizen journalist, mm-hmm. just to record the events, shuttered mm-hmm. and blocked. And now the smear campaign that's going on, exposing my family home, accusing me uh, of all, all things, exposing my ex-business. I'm no longer employed in that business anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, shape or form. But the comments there. I am being shut down and I see myself as, as a center right willing to engage in all conversations and I'm being doxxed, harassed. Is that is that what we want for our society? That Absolutely not. And, and I'm sure you'd agree that's not something that either you or I should do to anybody. But I think what's good to have is a discussion about ideas. And what, what I'm trying to get out from you is what your ideas are and what your belief system is and to allow people to understand that and then judge it for good or bad. And that, that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm not trying to threaten you and I'm not well, and no, I don't I, I endorse, I don't, endorse that at all. I don't feel threatened by it whatsoever. So you have no, you have no problem there whatsoever. It's, it's, it's not hard for me to discuss. Like I'm against illegal immigration. I'm mm-hmm. against human trafficking. I stood. St- I, I was against abortion. Sure, but I that's think, those. Uh, I think Ron, our Ron, of the those are those are those are very wide umbrellas to be under. And there is. Uh, what specifically would you like to ask me? Or what? Well, how would you like me to express my ideas? You have to give me some sort of context. Oh, oh gosh, you have you have dozens and dozens of videos on YouTube, and uh, m- many more hours. I've watched quite a few, but many more hours than I could watch the whole thing. Did you press, so the, uh, tr- did you press the, the bell button to get notifications for future? For future? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have more notifications in my life that I can, that I can manage. But but just moving on from that, you covered, and I think you would uh, probably agree relatively sympathetically uh, Gemma O'Doherty and I've interviewed Gemma as well and Gemma has taken I think a distinct turn in her reporting particularly since um, she attempted to become a a candidate uh, for the presidency and she was nominated by one but not by any other by one uh, local authority so she didn't make it on the ballot paper but just That's uh, a damning indictment of all the rest of the people that wouldn't stand behind her and vote for her because they wanted to close the room because I'd be a strong advocate for Gemma O'Doherty because I think she's a real... Okay, hold on for a second. You know, that's that's a power open to local authorities. Surely members of those local authorities, if they don't uh, agree that she should be a candidate, are entitled to not endorse her. Absolutely. I've no, no problem with that as well. Okay. Well, just looking at that and you mentioned her, I have to say that some of the things that Gemma O'Doherty were saying in the video that's on your channel currently are off the deep end in terms of like, really well for example saying that something called the new world order is intending to depopulate the earth and reduce the population of the earth by force or by uh, some other unspecified means well it was george bush who said it in the state of the union address 20 times there will be a new world order. We have the chance to create a new world order. These aren't words that she's created. This is this no, is no, well no, no, no. Hold on for a second. George George Bush didn't advocate Bush depopulating the planet. Either senior or junior didn't advocate that. Gemma Doherty also linked 
to some form of oppression that wasn't all that clear. Her claim that Ireland, and she's, she's shared this many times on Twitter as well, that Ireland has the third highest cancer rate in the world. Ireland has a high rate of cancer because cancer is a disease of old age. Third world countries where the life expectancy is much shorter have much lower cancer rates because people are killed by other things before they're old enough typically to get cancer. She's also, and in the video that you put up and didn't, uh, there mm-hmm. didn't seem to be any questioning of it from you, endorsed anti-vaccine conspiracy theories. Maybe- I think there's well-documented evidence out there. And I believe um, an Irish writer, Ellen Lalolio, has a new book coming out. And she uh, categorically states that the uh, trials weren't done under supervision, that there's new questioning coming out about the HPV vaccine. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think most vaccinations should come out if they're not properly uh, authorized or haven't been other experiment, what do you call them? Testing hasn't been approved. Mm-hmm. Or hasn't been. They should be questioning of them. And but the amount of young uh, women and uh, ladies that I've come across going to different events that have had life-altering uh, effects, uh, damaging effects since the since they got the vaccinations, you'd have to ask. Well, the what, amount? No, you say the amount. What amount? Oh, the percentages. Well, no, no, no. Just how many? How many? How many people have you encountered? Yeah. Oh, yeah. three or four girls that spoke at a conference last sure. year in Liffey Valley. I, 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 in, as it happens, Ron, I have investigated yeah. this very, very thoroughly. And that's exactly the number of girls that I have come across that have uh, illnesses. World, in all your investigations, in, 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 only three in, or four girls? In Ireland, in fact. And with no strong reason to believe that the two things were connected. So even if the latest uh, scientific facts, come, even if the latest scientific inquiries come out and they question it, the question is that they found DNA compound no, in some no, of the can, vaccines or some of the components. You can like question Aladdin. anything. But, but what, what, for, for medicine, I'm not a doctor. What I look at is medical research that's done by people who are qualified to do that. And I've read that very, very thoroughly. And the, almost everything that the conspiracy theorists say about yeah, that no, turns out why, to be why, why easily falsifiable. Be, why would be, you say conspiracy theorists? When there's, let, when me, there's, let me, there's, let me, there's let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, Ron. Ahead, be, ahead, because the uh, conspiracy theorist is someone when they are agreed with, says, see, even this person agrees with me. And when they are disagreed with, says, look how big the conspiracy is. Even this person is a member of the conspiracy. That proves that I'm right. A conspiracy yeah, theorist is somebody, a, a, wrong, wrong, a conspiracy theorist, a conspiracy theorist is someone for whom there is n- nothing will qualify as evidence against well, their I- belief. I'm a conspiracy analyst. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I would, okay. I, I would, I'm open to all questions and lines of inquiry, and then I'll, I'll, I'll engage with them, or I don't. Oh, okay, I but, but, I but the, the regret group, uh, who, the regret group, who Gemma has featured on her YouTube channel, and who have access uh, a very at a very high level to other social media, have told lie after lie that are easily refutable that are easily, easily refutable. And I have documented that in previous podcasts. Mm -hmm. And to report that costs people's lives. We have seen, for example, in Romania, dozens and dozens of children dead from measles because of an anti-vaccine campaign in that country 
associated with uh, with the church, the Romanian Orthodox Church, but borrowing pretty much uh, the same tactics as other anti-vaccine campaigns campaigns in other countries. Children die because of that. I don't want to get into that in in the greatest absolutely, of detail. No, no, but, but, absolutely, no, Because but neither are, of us are, are doctors. Not agree with that. There are questions to be asked. I mean, if there's so many people coming out on their line, but, but of there aren't. Rowan, Rowan, can I give you a, a, a slam dunk? Why that doesn't? Why those? Cl- claims are clearly untrue. Ireland has one of the lowest thresholds for proving civil liability for personal injury cases in the world. It's easiest to take a case and has some of the highest payouts in the world, far higher than other common law countries. Of the supposed 400 girls who have had life-altering injuries in Ireland, not a single one has sued, not even one. That's not to say that they haven't won their case. They haven't even even taken their case. It was being slandered and tried to get some sort of representation. It's very hard to get the justice in this country, regardless of whatever facts or figures you have. It's a pretty much a closed shop over here. Ordinary people of ordinary means, every day of the week, ordinary people of ordinary means who have suffered injuries, for example, sometimes children injuries associated with birth that went wrong or whatever, regularly get multi-million euro pay payouts in the high court. That's a regular news item in Ireland. Not a single one of the supposed victims that regret represents has even taken a case, let alone won a case, not even taken a case. And even if they, for some reason, they couldn't take a case, they could go to the HPRA, the uh, system for reporting adverse reactions to medicines. It's as Mm. easy, it's an online form, as easy as filling in a Ryanair airline ticket as easy as buying a, an airline ticket on Ryanair. Not that. a single well, one has, has, has reported well, that. Maybe you should ask a representative of regret to come in and inform I, I have, your position over I it. have. But for my and, position, for my position, every journalist who, who has asked for that, they have threatened to, to sue. There's a definite case to bring into question. Uh, Rowan, vaccines because it's not 100% proven Rowan, let's, so let's, Rowan, let's, let's, let's park that issue and one, one, one thing that you said is that you're not alt-right and I don't particularly like labels, but I think that they're useful sometimes in in uh, grouping things. No, no, I'm actually not, and so I, I don't want to use that term other than by what people, other people generally. What about conservative? What about, what about conservative? Because I don't believe that uh, Theresa May or Anna Sobri are alt right. That's why. But I'm not. I'm not labelling you as anything. So so don't 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 get offended in advance. <laughs> just for his, I never take offence to offence. No, that, that's good. For, you're 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 probably right. Just, you'll save yourself a lot of energy. You'll save yourself a lot of energy. But on the alt right websites and indeed websites that self identify as alt right and there's many many blogs and comment websites and so forth. On that, one of the most common anti immigrant tropes is to say that because Sweden proportionally took in probably the largest number of refugees uh, during the migrant crisis, to say that the rape statistics in Sweden shot up when the uh, uh, when these migrants arrive. And indeed, you said that, and not only did you say it, you said it in terms that they use. I just want you to listen to this uh, one clip for one second. Currently identified by Turkey. Sweden is now the rape capital of the Western world. 
88% of migrants interviewed. So that that's uh, from your video from about yeah. a, a year ago. That exact phrasing has been used, for example, by Milo Yiannopoulos. It's been used, I think, by Don uh, Trump Jr. And by very, very many. If you, if you Google that exact phrase, Sweden rape capital, you will get hundreds and hundreds of alt-right sites. It is completely false. It is that's, absolute that's, nonsense. Uh, William, I can't believe you're going to go down that line. That is not, that is not true. Why? Ever since the wipe, the, the capital, you can only, if you're paying attention to social media mm-hmm. or online presence or even indeed to some of the Swedish uh, activists over there, Sweden is in an awful state. The hand grenade bombs going off a police station, women getting accosted on the streets, rape. They are the, it's very they, easy they to give, it's very easy to give, to give anecdotes I don't, but I don't hold on for a second hold on for a second these are facts I can, I can bring them up to you and, show, and get them to you I don't have them here to hand but L- well let, let, me, let me go to the source ask Rowan, to inquire, Rowan, do their own inquiries and you'll see that okay Rowan let me go to the source the the source of this and the, there are a few patient zero reports of these and they and possibly going back to a single one but they quote a journalist called Ruth Alexander who works for uh, amongst other things on the BBC a program called more or less uh, and she can't, actually can't trust BBC BBC have been proven to be false time ho, and time ho, again ho, pretty much for, like our, our propaganda uh, RT but, over uh, here. hold on for one second those reports that you are using the same phraseology as were quoting her as a source so if you're saying that she's not reliable as a source, that you can't trust her, then you're saying that you can't trust that. But I just want you to hear what she said about her own report being quoted by these alt-right websites. Just listen to this. Proportionate to its size, Sweden has taken in the most refugees. But the rape bit is just flat out wrong. Over the last five years, rape has not skyrocketed in Sweden. In 2011, there were just over 6,000 rapes. In 2016, there were about 100 more. But the population had risen in that time. So the rate had actually fallen slightly to 62 per 100,000 people. The period when it did rise sharply was five years before the big influx of refugees. So, Rowan, if you're saying that the BBC is not trustworthy, then by definition, the people quoting her to say that there, Sweden is the rape capital of the world are wrong. And if you say she is trustworthy, then it's clear in her own words that she does not agree with that and that her uh, report has been misused. And there's, I will link to it in the notes of this, an entire podcast that she has done on that topic. Uh, I am going through there again. I would stand over the thing that I wouldn't trust anything coming from from the BBC. Uh, from the BBC, I'm uh, here looking at the BRAC crime statistics on the Swedish website at the moment. Swedish Crime Survey 2017, um, and in their and in their report here, the you can clearly see that the statistics are going up from 2009 here, and have and an increase since 2010. As I look at it, 2012, 4.2%, and it's now up 5.6% as of 2016. And this is from BRA Crime and Statistics, the Swedish, the Swedish um, statistics. Um, in, in, in that case, in, in that case, Rowan, if you will send me that link, I will include that yes, in the course, notes yeah. for the podcast. You can. Uh, Put that in the sky. Yeah, I encourage chat anybody, and I encourage anybody, do their own investigations. Go look at the Swedish websites. Go look at alternative uh, websites. Don't just well, take their anti. Well, well, I think I think perhaps going to original sources is difficult for a lot of people. And yeah, well, it will if be you when Article Thirteen comes in from the uh, Article Thirteen from Brussels and it stops you from, uh, you know, it's going to 
bring down um, draconian um, internet restrictions and all this kind of stuff. This is effectively stopping people from doing their own lines of inquiry because they're sticking us in a bubble. You can't you can't access anywhere over in the United States or anywhere else around the world without a VPN, which they haven't thought about. But you know, if you do your own lines of inquiry, if you don't just stick with RTE or the mainstream. And you do go and check other alternative sources of information. You can balance out between the two and you can come to your own conclusions on that. But it's clear for all to see. There are okay, so many but Rowan, 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 the danger clearly with that is that somebody picks up on sources that are simply lying. And, and who's to say that the BBC aren't lying? I mean, what it, where, where are we going to find the truth unless we do our own inquiries and do our own, and come to our own conclusions? Well, I've got nothing, I've nothing against people doing their own inquiries. My, my, I would suggest though that on balance, and I'm no particular fan, on mm. balance, a website done by someone from their mother's basement with an agenda has probably you less... Yeah, you were throwing the tropes there now, William. Uh, you know, yeah, just yeah, automatically yeah, screening okay. it. I just quoted with the a... government official Sweden statistics and go to the government website. I didn't mention anyone in a basement. We, we I mean, that kind that. of rhetoric is you're just smearing any sort of any sort of inquiry. I, I apologize, Rowan, I apologize to you and your mother. Uh, but my point is that ah, somebody brilliant. who has a brilliant. reputation, come on, Rowan, 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 someone brilliant. who has a reputation. For you to bring that in there and just smear me like that, which would be ah, Rowan, to have, have a sense brother. of humor. Brilliant. Have a sense of humor. Uh, uh, like, how can I have a sense of humor when my family's life is under threat, when my, 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 my private life is being exposed for all things? Of course I can take a, a sense of humor, but to, to have a swipe or a jibe like that, you know? That's, oh, okay. That's well, that, let, me state, let me state it in plain terms in that case. Someone who has a reputation to defend is more likely to be cautious with the truth. Um, I don't understand. I don't know what you're trying to get with that. When you're trying the, to, the, the, if you are either be it the New York Times or the BBC or more conservative <laughs> outlets, saying, you are... They're not concerned. New York Times is owned by a Mexican more conservative. Uh, I'll Sweet leave that aside. I'll leave that aside. News sources. I'll leave that aside, Rowan. But I'm saying, and you you may disagree with me, but my opinion is that someone with a reputation to defend is more likely to have to be careful with the truth. In any case, let's park that one because I don't want to go down too far on a rabbit hole on that oh, either. Oh, yeah, Jesus, you, could, you could go down many rabbit holes. There, 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 are, there are a lot. So let's peep down a couple and see oh, what's got, down there I'm and move on to I've the next one. I've more minutes with him, if that's okay, because I did say we were under pressure and we're coming up on the half hour mark. You, you did indeed. And the last thing in that case that I will ask you about is ahead, on your, I've seen, because I have watched some of the videos, I've seen a sticker on the back of your laptop that says QAnon. And that uh, was also a hashtag on, although I think uh, looking today, it's not there anymore, a hashtag on your Twitter feed. Oh, Q is still there. Yeah. I'm a big Q advocate. Rowan, anyone who believes in QAnon is bats, surely. Well, then I'm bats. You just wait for it. To, you wait for it to happen. Oh, okay, but hold on for a second. Okay, can can I give to have the you, listeners? Have you, have you looked at the Q map? Have you read any of the Q drops? I have, have actually, and the one thing I've seen, and I've re- also read analyses of them. Before our listeners hit fast forward, to, who, if they don't understand, so QAnon is a. I'm going to put it in brackets, conspiracist, or you can describe him as you like, but someone who writes anonymous messages on the internet, making sometimes very specific predictions that are 
almost always entirely wrong and they claim it would appear to have access to Donald Trump and the central claim of QAnon is that the Mueller investigation which is ostensibly an investigation into collusion between the Russian uh, military intelligence and the Republican campaign to elect Donald Trump that that investigation Mueller investigation is not that at all and it is in fact an investigation into the fact that Hillary Clinton and a number of figures around her are paedophiles who are responsible for raping vast numbers of children and that this is a decoy in order to investigate and arrest her. Am I getting that correct? Well, the Mueller investigation is into its two and a half year period and still to this date hasn't had one shred of evidence of any collusion. And as and as for a conspiracy, conspiracy, hang on, let me finish. As a conspiracy, conspiracies are designed to take you away from or to try and shield you away from the truth. This is pointing you towards the direction. I firmly believe that Hillary Clinton, James Comey, even as far as Obama, will face prosecutions and coming up maybe towards this year. And I encourage people, go have a look at QAnon. Go look at the Q map. Go do your research on it and you can come to your own understanding. Oh, okay. And yes, but, but hold yes, on. Hang on, yeah, William, William, hang on. I give you time. Go ahead. There are accusations of pedophilia. There is accusation of Satanism. And if you do go down this road, it's fraught. It's fraught with with very startling and horrific truths. But some of the truths that can be revealed is that Bill Clinton traveled on the Lolita Express, which was supplied by uh, Epstein, a billionaire, to his own private island on the Virgin Islands. And it's been since he has been since um, charged and convicted of paedophilia, of trafficking in young girls and young women. Bill Clinton. No, not Bill Clinton, Epstein. The billionaire. Oh, okay, okay. Epstein. Among others. Oh, okay, no, I mean, but that's not the best of files. You have okay. to look at the WikiLeaks files. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. No, no, hold on for a second. That's not a claim made by QAnon. The claim made by QAnon is that Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin, her uh, advisor, uh, are pedophiles. There's on Wiener's laptop, which is held by the New York State Police, that there is evidence of a crime against children. If you and your listeners go to the White House doc, Gov website, the official government website, go to the DO, the department, what is it, the uh, Inspector General's report, official government uh, documentation, Rosenstein, the Attorney General that was recently fired, his report is there as well. And on the list of crimes, look under Wiener's laptop and you will see on the third paragraph buried down there, unofficial documentation, it says crimes against children. Now, I encourage you to do that. I I will take that advisement that the listeners have got that. But to quote this, what's called Q-drop, that's to say a post from this anonymous claimed source, the claim is that John Podesta, a Democratic a uh, senior member of the Democratic Party, uh, Hillary Clinton, so and her aide, whom, whom Tony Podesta. It's Tony Sorry, Podesta. Ex- excuse me. A senior political figure in the US. Hillary Clinton, also a senior figure, and Huma Abedin, who is, she's uh, an advisor, or was at least an advisor at the time for whom, uh, for Hillary Clinton. And the quote, the prediction is that John Podesta will be indicted on November the 3rd, 2017, and Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin will be invited on, indicted on November the 6th, 2017. There isn't the slightest notion 
of that happening and it's a year and a half later and indeed the QAnon in related one said that martial law was imminent because there would be riots because uh, resulting in the publication of those indictments that's just when the, when the information becomes available you can't expect people to come and see the, the amount of nefarious action which I believe is here in Ireland as well the, the kind of crimes that are being alleged to happen over there are happening here too as well. And no, but, uh, Rowan, 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 address the point that this QAnon is nonsense. It has made very specific predictions, all of which never happen. Uh, very to different. There's been a few few quotes. Like I haven't been with Q. For, I haven't been on the Q thing because I've been focusing back here in Ireland. Uh-huh. But there are numerous. There are numerous. Um, what would you say? Like uh, the most recent one there was, well, look, I, I'm just pointing your sources to corroborative access uh, to information. Uh, 2012, Andrew Breitbart, the, the, the journalist that died of a heart attack, 43, in a, tw- in a quote, in a tweet, still on his uh, timeline, how John Tony Podesta isn't arrested for crimes as the biggest sex slave cover or opera. Yeah, yeah, this uh, is this whole Pizzagate nonsense that you people claiming Pizzagate people claiming. Nonsense, but have you that, done your investigations that, on it? Well, I mean, that's well, I think, I think one Wiki thing to know is that, that, the, that the building that supposedly had a dungeon full of child prisoners uh, in the basement didn't have a basement. Where's that? In the pizza shop, Pizza Comet. That's the one that's owned by James Alafantes. Jamie Alafantes. Okay, well let's let's go to one thing. What's that... the French? What's the French? Sorry, now this is the last one now because we've gone over the five minute times. What is the French for "I love tri- children"? Je, je, de, uh, je adore l'enfant. That's yeah. his name. I mean, it's another kind of um, way of spelling his name. But I firmly believe that the, that truth will come out. Okay, people Just for one second, then. That's why it's not coming out in, in just one. Because there'd be chaos on the streets. The president has just declared a national emergency. And I believe the military are building the wall. But it also, if you look towards Guantanamo Bay, it's just had a, a refurbishment. You can hold up to 7,500 prisoners. I believe most of the MS-13 that have been taken away are actually being uh, prosecuted under military tribunals over there. Hold for one second. Hold hold for one second. One second. You're predicting things that will come out. Just listen to this for one second. So what are you going to see? You're going to see you're going to see Julian Assange being pardoned either sometime this week or next week. We believe he's already in the states or he's in Switzerland. Next of all, I predict you will probably see Huma Abedin being prosecuted and charged. First of all, then you're going to see Hillary or them in the upper echelons of the new world order. And the whole filthy edifice is about to collapse. That's a video of yours from January 2018. You said that Julian Assange would be pardoned within a week of then. That's more than a year ago. It didn't come true. I grant you, it didn't Uh, come true. And that you said he was already at the time that you were speaking already either in Switzerland or the US. I can say that I'm pretty sure that Julian Assange is still in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Nobody's seen him. Nobody's seen him. Has he been on the balcony really? Has he made any statements recently? Have you seen him in public? Nobody knows where he is. I'm pretty sure he hasn't been pardoned and I'm pretty sure that Huma Abedin wasn't indicted or arrested in January 2018 and I'm pretty sure that Hillary Clinton wasn't indicted and arrested in January 2018. So far to date, so far to date, I'll grant you that, I'll grant you that. But uh, 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 can we conclude by saying, even even as a even as an idea or even as a thing, it, it encourages people to do their inquiry, to check out the facts like the, of the 33,000 missing emails, of the private emails uh, server that she held in her room, in, in her prim- in her home address. I, I had 33,000 missing emails in my spam folder. Ah, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but you didn't use bleach blitz to get rid of them. You didn't smash up all your uh, your um, your appliances with uh, with hammers, and you didn't turn them over to the FBI on request. Uh, when I was closing down a build, uh, building, yeah, I, I put a, a drill bit through several hard drives to for confidentiality. That's well, fairly standard. That's, nevertheless, that's nevertheless, standard. I wouldn't. I've never done that. Like, what do you do? Did you put drill bits through your through your old your old appliances? Pretty, I mean, what have you got to hide? Well, you it's, got to hide, William. It's, it's, it's a pretty standard business procedure, but nevertheless, sure. Rowan, Rowan. Can we, can uh, we wrap it up, uh, William? I, I, I have, and I want to wrap it up with one question. Don't you think that that sort of craziness undermines anything else that you would ever say? Uh, not at all, because it's not a proven or disproven. But uh, as I said to your listeners, and I'll just keep encouraging it, go check it out for yourself. Go look into it for yourself and come to your own conclusions. You can smear me as a as a conspiracy theorist. I prefer a conspiracy analyst because I, I'm open to to lo- open on anything. Even like the facts of where would you stand on nine eleven? Do you do you believe Osama bin Laden was was um, solely responsible for bringing down two buildings when he was in a cave in the middle of the Afghanistan mountains? I think there were nineteen guys on three different planes who who or perhaps four different planes. And of uh, all the planes, were... the only thing to survive the plane that crashed was the was his passport, was the license. Nothing about where World Trade Center Seven, which fell in twenty seconds and has since been disproven, or the fact that a grand jury has recently been reopened to reopen the case and look into the nine eleven inquiries. I encourage your listeners to go online and search in grand I'm, I'm jury. I'm surprised that you know that because grand jury's proceedings are entirely secret in the U.S. But nevertheless, secret, they have they have. Un- Inclusive power, and uh, they have the jury has the power to decide whether to forward or on prosecutions if they deemed the evidence to, to warrant to bring up a special and counsel. As, as with Hillary Clinton being arrested for child abuse, we will see if that happens as well. Yes, Rowan, it, yeah. Rowan Croft, Rowan Croft, the editor of the Grand Torino YouTube channel. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, William. Appreciate that. Take care. Never miss a show. Follow at Here's How Podcast on Twitter and like Here's How on Facebook for updates on each show's contents. One thing that Rowan said during the interview was that he would supply a source for his claim that Sweden has become the rape capital of the world. If you Google that phrase, Sweden rape capital, you will find literally millions of hits, mostly for alt-right blogs that circulate and recycle that phrase. It's become almost an article of faith for the far right or alt-right or whatever you want to call them. It's clearly incredibly important for their belief system. And you can see why. Firstly, Sweden is the type of Nordic welfare state that is the antithesis of the far right's worldview. So it's important to them to find evidence that it is having problems. Secondly, in the migrant crisis that peaked in 2015, Sweden accepted more refugees, proportional to its population, than any other European country. I should say here that this is still only a fraction of the proportion accepted by some non-European countries like Lebanon, but that's a different story. The focus was on Sweden and the fact that it is a successful welfare state and that it accepted so many refugees by European standards gives the far right two reasons to want to believe any claim that would prove that it's a terrible place. The belief that they settled on was best articulated by Nigel Farage, who said this. Pro rata, Sweden have taken more young male migrants than any other country in Europe, and there has been a dramatic rise in sexual crime in Sweden, so much so that Malmo is now the rape capital of Europe. 
Basically, the claim is that stupid Sweden let in thousands of dirty foreign refugees who immediately set about raping the pure blonde girls of Sweden. It's a story that could come straight from any Ku Klux Klan propaganda. It's an incredibly powerful story, powerful enough to overcome even the most obvious facts. I said that if you Google that phrase, you get millions of hits, mostly alt-right blogs. But one of the first hits that you get is for the BBC article associated with that program, more or less, who examines statistical claims, the one that I played a clip from for Rowan. The article utterly debunks the claim that there is a spike in reported rapes associated with the arrival of the large number of refugees in 2015. But Rowan says that he doesn't trust the BBC, and true to his word, he pointed me to the official Swedish government statistics website. Here is where the cognitive dissonance really kicks in. The Swedish statistics website that he sent me to is the one where the BBC got their figures too, and those figures, the ones that Rowan linked me to, utterly refute what he's saying. The figures cover the period from 2008 to 2017. There is some noise in the figures, as you might expect, but the level of rape is remarkably flat. On the website, in the notes for this podcast, I've also created a chart with the rate rather than the absolute numbers to take account of the changes in population, and I've overlaid it on the Irish equivalent, and it's notable how the Irish figures swing wildly from year to year, where the Swedish ones do not. That's probably an artefact of the figures. We know that there are serious problems in the collection of Irish crime statistics. But the key point here is that the very information that Rowan sent me absolutely proves the exact reverse of what he's claiming. There is no change in the rape figures associated with the arrival of a large number of refugees in 2015. I don't particularly want to harp on the point of rebutting Rowan, but I think that there is another important point here, particularly for listeners who said that they think I shouldn't feature him at all. I understand where they're coming from, but I think that there's something more important going on. Rowan rejects any description of himself as extremist, and that's up to himself. Other people will have their own opinions. But I think that some of Rowan's views will be regarded as outside the pale by most Irish people. The bottom line is that he's promoting his views. Social media means that he can reach out to people unmediated with nobody else checking his facts or challenging him. I think that it's important to put to him the craziest of things that he says, to test his grip on the facts, to examine the perhaps more appealing views he promotes in the light of all the other things he says, and to evaluate their truth by checking the claims that are verifiable. Do you agree? Do you disagree? If you want your point of view heard, dial 076-603-5060 and leave a contribution for the show. The lines are open 24-7 and you can find tips on how to record a good contribution and other ways to contact the podcast at hereshow.ie slash call. 
As I mentioned at the top of the show, if you'd like to hear more podcasts from me and more investigations into the institutions of Irish life, I would certainly love to do them, and I could devote more time to them if I got them sponsored. I have a page on Patreon that allows ordinary listeners to donate a dollar or two per podcast or per month, whatever you want. So if you think it's valuable, please do that and share the podcast to your friends so they can do the same. Go to the website for sources and references from the show, and I'm including the graphs and links to the statistics that I mentioned with Rowan. And while you're there, you can like the show on Facebook, follow at Here's How Podcast on Twitter, and get in touch with me if you can suggest a guest or topic for a future show. Also, you can find out how to subscribe to the podcast for free on your computer, on your phone, or by email. All of that, including the Patreon link, are at www.hereshow.ie. The Here's How podcast is produced and presented by me, William Campbell. Thank you for listening. Listener.